What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Longa Life Podcast. As always, I am your host, Joe Longa, and I'm super stoked and grateful to have you all here today. On the show today, we have Ant Mendez. I met Ant through Instagram uh, randomly and just connected immediately. I uh, had to have him on the show. There were so many things he was doing that just was right in line with what I am into and what the show's about. And as we got into the conversation, I found out that we connected on so many more levels. Uh, really just an amazing human being. It's just phenomenal to listen to someone's story of a trajectory towards darkness and how a moment of awareness can shift them to becoming a basically a lighthouse for those seeking um, healing. And one of the things that I love most about what Ant is doing is, is his... One of his passions is helping veterans out, and Ant is a veteran himself, uh, a former sniper in the army, uh, having done a tour in Afghanistan and seen some wild stuff. He's gone through that darkness and been able to heal it. So uh, his passion is, one of his passions is helping other veterans heal from these traumatic things that you can go through and experiencing in war um among 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 many other things that ant is doing uh him and his partner are creating a community that uh have aspirations of, of becoming a sustainable society and it's just beautiful everything that ant's doing is like right in the groove of everything that i'm i'm, I'm about so we are like soul brothers for real <laughs> so this episode was fun as i'll get out it was awesome it was like talking to an old buddy i'm really looking forward to connecting more with ant him and i are gonna uh, continue our relationship as friends and I'm, I'm really looking forward to hopefully one day getting to hang out with him in person uh He's in the opposite side of the country right now, so um, that's not 100% possible, but someday it, it, it will be, and I'm excited for that. So I think you guys are going to love this episode. It was a lot of fun. It was exciting. It was just a real, like, you know, kind of hangout conversation. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are ready, uh, get excited and sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation I had with Aunt Hamendez. All right, sweet. So what's good, my friend? How you been doing, man? Been doing really well, man. Uh, just uh, having lots of shifts and things change all for the positive here uh, lately. I mean, lots of, man, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it more later in the session, but like just like a, applying and living by these practices have really like created major shifts yeah, um, and helped me to, to fully like integrate a lot of the things that I'd kind of dabbled with and, you know, seen some of the deeper layers of it, but I didn't really embody it. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like showing up for myself a lot more, it's like, yeah, just totally crazy. life change, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's just hard, dude. That's hard too. It's hard to show up for yourself. I mean, I don't know if you're anything like me. I've actually been going through like the weirdest of times, man. I've been doing a lot of deep work for 10 years or so now, maybe more. And these past few weeks, I, dipped into this massive dark side that I haven't been in, in in a long, long time. And it got heavy, man, like super heavy to the point where I was like, Whoa, what is going on? I actually got worried. And, um, I have luckily I have, you know, good friends in this space who I can make phone calls to. And I talked to my buddy, Kyle, who I talked to a lot and he's like, you know, man, some of this stuff just happens and you have to ride it. Like you have to ride it hard and it's going to be hard, but you got to ride it the whole way through it. And uh, if you let it break you, it'll come back. You know, if you don't, if you don't ride it and learn from it, it'll come back again and it might be harder next time. So just know that it's here for a lesson, even though it sucks. That's I think the hardest part is knowing that it's there for the lesson, no matter right. how bad it sucks, you know? Yeah, it's, hard, sure. man. it's definitely been a weird time. But before we talk about all that stuff, man, I'd love to just, I'd love to get a background of uh, everything, man, because we've only just met. So I'd love to know, like, you know, what, what growing up was like for you, where you grew up, like how you got from where you were to where you're at today, if there was that whole transition, that whole deal, man, that whole deal. Okay, awesome. Um, so yeah, like I was a military brat growing up. I was born uh, in Hawaii and lived there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Then did the whole military thing, moved a bunch. Uh, my, I'm currently living in Iowa, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of my uh, mother's family is from. So we lived here for a few years, then ended up moving to Florida 
And then uh, that was in third grade. And then from third grade on, I lived at, uh, near an ocean, which was awesome. So I grew up yeah. surfing and skating um, and, you know, had a lot of fun, partied and did the whole uh, high school thing. But after that, just wanted to really kind of find more of myself and an opportunity presented itself where my mom was uh, going to go through a custody battle for my younger brother. So I had made the decision to leave Virginia Beach and move with her back to Iowa uh, through that. And I got a job at a gym, which was great. Taught me a lot of uh, responsibility because before that I had just worked like in restaurants and yeah. some fast food and stuff like that at a car wash and whatnot. But I really learned um, a lot more responsibility when I started working at the gym mm -hmm. and then kind of fell back into the cycle of partying and uh, all of that. And I was just like seeing that if I didn't make a choice to move in a better direction, I was going to be kind of just repeating the same cycle over and over. So I made the choice to join the army. Mm -hmm. uh, I was an 11 Bravo, an infantryman. Um, and then once I got to my unit, I had the opportunity to go to a sniper uh, tryouts wow. um, after yeah, after we went to NTC, made tryouts, and then finished out my career as a sniper. So I did that. I was on the line, is what they call it, regular infantry, for uh, about seven months or so. And then the rest of my time in the military was spent as a sniper. Um, through that experience, went to Afghanistan, uh, performed my job while I was overseas, came home. Um, let me back up for a second. When I was a brand new soldier in the military, mm -hmm. I made the decision like many men do to get married. Um, you know, I guess just kind of through the process of finding myself, I was missing home a lot more than I wanted to identify with. Yeah. And so that companionship was really helpful, but because of, you know, not really courting my wife and all of that, we ended up splitting up after the military and that's where I was leading with that whole thing. Yeah, um, so after getting out of the military, I didn't really set myself up for success in terms of uh, what I was going to do career wise. I, I knew that I wanted to go to college, hmm. um, but I didn't know what I was going to do for work. And so that put a lot of financial hardship on the relationship that wasn't already that was already not really uh, based on the most solid foundation. Yeah. And so my, my wife and I split up. And after that, I went through a quarter life crisis where really? I didn't really care to live I wasn't intentionally trying to cause harm to myself but I really didn't care to keep on um, totally resonate with that bro I was, I've been in that place yeah man right yeah and so through that I've had lots of um experiences where I got to recognize how little I was actually showing up for myself um mm. and it wasn't that easy to recognize on the surface you know I was just there was a couple times where I was in some places that I knew I shouldn't be yeah. and when I felt the energy in the the room and how it shifted so quickly I'm like dude what am I doing it's like why am I here right now you know yeah, yeah <laughs> so, man oh dude I've had moments just like that brother so I hear you yeah man right. being in places right. looking around and looking at the people looking at the situations and going like I can't even imagine if I was looking at the outside, how I'd feel about myself, looking at myself, looking in here, you know? Right. Right. Weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so through that process of kind of coming to understand how I'd really been neglecting myself, I then went seeking um, guidance. And so I really, do I dove deep into um, the use of magic mushrooms and some psychedelics like LSD and it transformed my life. Um, literally shed layers like of ripping off armor and throwing it down after you know sometimes a single experience and yeah, um yeah so now i'm in a place where uh, i'm partnered uh with my partner jess she's she's amazing we have a, a really good thing going we mm -hmm. started this collective called uh, rise and free tribe and we may be adjusting the name. Um, we didn't think about how tribe could be offensive to some people. Uh, we yeah. thought that it just created more of like a sense of community and family. Mm -hmm. um, but we're already dealing with um, people reaching out saying how maybe we should adjust that. So we're looking at doing that so that we can totally. uh, fully, fully encompass everybody and not exclude anyone. Um, so yeah, that is our new focus. Um, and I've been doing meditation and breath work and things of that nature. Um, that have really just helped me get into 
mm. alignment with my heart space more than my head space. Mm. And it's, it's good to have balance between both because, because of things that had happened in my childhood, um, because of things that happened in my military experience, I was, I had trained myself to be reactive mm. and I trained myself to use aggression and, um, violence of action is what we call it in the military so like yeah. rushing in and like showing dominance right away like that was yeah. my normal way of responding and that is not it's not conducive to life you know <laughs> like, yeah it usually leaves a trail of destruction somewhere along the lines <laughs> right right yeah so what were some of the things that uh if you don't mind me asking that were traumatic if you can expand on some of the stories that maybe began a life of maybe starting to not pay so much attention to yourself and put yourself on the back burner and just kind of like be in the body and not love your body and love your human, so to speak. Right. Um, well, so the first, the first experience that it, that comes to mind, um, is I was molested when I was four. Wow, man. I was yeah. two at five. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, so, so wild. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you there. Um, and so I created a lot of emptiness and it gave me a lot of um complexes around my behavior how i needed to carry myself if i did these certain types of things then it must mean this about me you know it made me question my entire sexuality and like yep. wonder you know is was this done to me because they know that i'm you know hey, gay yeah, yeah man or, yeah and, and so that is one huge experience that through um actually a shamanic reiki session i mm -hmm. was able to have the practitioner this lady named kate she's a absolute wizard no she put her she put her hands over my uh root chakra and instantly she she looked me in the eyes and she's like what happened to you when you were four that made you question your sexuality Whoa. and i was like <laughs> like there was just this huge, like, what are you talking about? Like, how did you know that? So anyways, mm. um, that experience was one, um, you know, seeing some things happen overseas that, and my brain, you know, I thought like, oh, that would be fine. I could experience that and mm. it's, it won't be a big deal. You know, I'm tough and all yeah. of that. And um, so I'm not gonna talk too much about that, but one thing that sticks out in my mind is the first person that I saw die mm -hmm. um was an afghan army soldier and there was an rpg that hit the road in front of their vehicle and a piece of asphalt flew through his chest oh my god so he had like he had like a probably like a six inch diameter hole that went straight through his body and i i was on a rooftop and we were shooting back um and I ran, as they pulled the vehicle inside of the checkpoint, I ran across the rooftop to go and like see if the guy was okay, mm -hmm. just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. And like, I saw the bed of the truck through his chest. And then I looked down and then his two buddies were there and they looked up at me and the, like, it was just my plain curiosity of like wanting to see, and I had never been exposed to that. But the look, the look in their eyes of like sadness and like, wow, this dude just came to like gawk at our, at our homie that just died. And I was just like the whole <laughs> oh, yeah. came in and, and like, even right now, it like makes me like a little shaky, like, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that, that experience was one of, of a few, um, you know, seeing, uh, like small children, Mm. hurts and and stuff like that is really mm. it's weird and um but yeah so those experiences were like the basis of me wanting to explore my consciousness more and come to understand and recognize that all of these things that, that happened to me or shaped the way that i thought like are not even my own mm -hmm. and for for most of them and so through um, doing the psychedelics with intention because I had done them many times with no intention and right, had, right. had varying experiences. Some were cool and enlightening and some were not so cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've also been there too. Those are not fun times. <laughs> and you know, right. The funny part is not to get sidetracked is that if you had someone, a sitter in those moments, someone who was experienced, those moments of 
the usual what they quote unquote bad trip is actually showing you something very deep in your subconscious that you probably need to work out. But when you're not aware of it, because you're a kid at a party and you maybe decided to drink, you know, half a case of beer before you, you know, ate and ate the mushrooms or dropped some acid. The combo ends up being very wayward and you don't, without anybody there to guide you through it, this experience can actually be transformative in a negative way. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad that you were able to see it later in life and, and re-intend your experiences, you know? So that way you didn't leave a permanency of like, oh shit, because <laughs> I can right. do that, man. Psychedelics are a heavy, are a heavy medicine, but they're when done well, they work absolute wonders, you know? Right. Yeah. And so that, those were like the, the main things that stuck out in my mind for the reason why I wanted to go down a path of trying to not only look at myself on a deeper level, but really look at life and try to figure out mm. um, for myself what is my purpose here? Why am I here? And through those experiences and through a meditation practice and breath work and visualization, like it's becoming a lot more clear. Um, and my, one of my main focuses now is really trying to help work with the veteran community because I've had experiences that they can relate to. Um, you know, for myself, it's, it's been challenging to have, uh, back and forth with, somebody in a clinical setting that has never experienced it for whatever reason that may be some type of uh egoic attachment that i have on the memories or whatever but it's just Mm -hmm. like it doesn't really transfer um but uh yeah i think that opening up and creating a space where veterans can come together and talk and share things and maybe even go through guided experiences in a setting that is going to benefit them and have Mm -hmm. people there to help guide and all of that that's what i really feel called to do um there's especially not to, not to cut you off but i think especially something that's really important is uh back to how the subconscious works with psychedelics if you've experienced what you've experienced in the military that lives in your subconscious because you viscerally experienced it your eyes like your 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 neocortex like recorded this it's not something that you saw in a movie you experienced it viscerally all senses everything and I think for somebody who hasn't experienced it like that, sitting with a veteran through an experience in psychedelics that may be bringing up one of those moments that were, were a wartime moment. And if you are not, if you as a sitter and not having actually viscerally experienced that wartime moment, it may be more difficult for you to actually guide that person through their experience because you really you don't have that, that understanding that you would have. So I think it's really important that you are taking it on, taking that role on because first off, it's hard to get, I think, into the psychedelic space, having experienced what you've experienced because it can bring up those things. So the fact that you've already gone through it and understood what, it, what kind of emotions could come up, you are such a better facilitator than someone who may not, because you can actually sit with a veteran and be like, man, I know, pretty close to the visceral experience you may be re-experiencing right now and you may be able to help unwind that and unweave that much better than somebody who doesn't have the vernacular because they didn't they didn't viscerally experience it you know it wasn't in it's not in their eyes and their soul so that's huge man i think that's really important i love that you're doing that i really do yeah man yeah so uh if you don't mind i just want to take a second and talk about rise and free definitely Uh, man yeah so We're a diverse community of socially and environmentally responsible individuals with the shared vision to elevate the consciousness of humanity is like our mission statement. Uh, So we we launched on September 1st and we're really just open to uh, as many collaborators as possible. What we're trying to uh, create initially is a virtual community where we can share ideas and healing modalities and then eventually holding in-person events and maybe even buying a plot of land and creating a sustainable community. Yes, um, so, uh, oh, I mean, this is so yeah, awesome. that's the direction that we're, we're headed in. And so, uh, yeah, if anybody has any ideas, please feel free to send them my way. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you right now, something that's unbelievable about that is that before COVID started, uh, my friend Kyle and I, and uh, actually I should say Chris, my friend Kristen and Kyle, before I joined them had, got together they had both done through their own um 
uh, addictions and work themselves out of addictions. Uh, my friend Kristen kind of went on the side of, uh, she used different modalities, like she used Ibogaine and kind of went that route. And my, my friend Kyle was a very 12 step and did the, did the whole orientation, how you go through that addiction, like release process. And the two of them got together and realized that as they were going through this process, they were healing, but they found people that hadn't gone through addictions that maybe just had emotional trauma and uh, needed a place to voice and talk about this stuff. So we started meeting at a place that my friend Kristen has a metaphysical store up here in, uh, in Massachusetts. We started meeting there and then COVID happened. So we were like, what are we going to do, man? We have people relying on us because we started having quite a few people show up. Uh, there was maybe like 20 or 30 people who had come to each meeting and we couldn't have that happen anymore. We were worried for some of those people who you could tell needed to be there. So we ended up moving into online, dude. We did a Zoom meeting and now it's grown into something I can't even imagine. It's, it's out of control. We've had guests from all over the world. We have people travel from all over the world. So what you're doing it's so awesome that you're doing that because Kyle and I have talked about it and Kristen and I were like, we're, our hope was is that people would catch on to this idea and start making these across the country. And without you even knowing about what we're doing, about that we've even done it, you guys are creating something that it resembles exactly what we're doing. I love what this is. This is like literally for me, my friend Kyle talks a lot about this. It's like the different waves of light workers who have come through to, help heal the consciousness of the planet and like he just gave me a paint a picture actually of three waves and he's like dude i'm telling you man we're the third wave of light workers there's a third wave of light workers coming and they're happening right now so you and your partner doing that stuff man it like kind of validates that idea because you are on the whole you're on the opposite side of the country as i am it's just it's really uh it jacks me up man that excites me to know that you're doing something like that and I want to know, I want you to know too, the Healing Collective, we're down to like, we can send you some guests. I would love to send some people your way to talk if you, if you guys have guests on, anything, all that stuff. Because we have a ton of people who have already come on and it would be great to open up that venue down in your end, man. A hundred percent. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Man. One thing I've been wanting to do for a while is exactly what we're doing right now is create a podcast. Mm. And I have... Uh, yet to pull the trigger but this is a lot of motivation right now that's yeah. building so right so but so where have you guys so what have you guys got going on with this now so have you have you uh opened up a actual you have facebook page i would imagine that people can go find you guys and all that stuff right yeah so it's uh rise and free tribe on both uh facebook and instagram and right now our first event is going to be a new moon event that we're going to have on the 17th yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about intention setting and like setting up your space for ritual and things of that nature. Um, just kind of like a beginner's uh, new moon ceremony. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about just like the energy that's happening uh, this month and uh, what to expect and how you can use it to your advantage. Um, and that's the first thing that we're going to do. Um, but we're still currently looking for collaborators. We've had a few uh, fill out our intake sheet and we're like kind of working um, side by side with two of them right now, but we're mm -hmm. still just like kind of not trying to be super selective, but we, we definitely want to make sure that the people that are, uh, collaborating are sharing the same vision. So totally, man. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to be, we only had one moment like that on our collective. We had a guest on that was a little outside of the vision and it was, it definitely was a, uh, an interesting evening. <laughs> so right. yeah, it's good to vet. It's good to vet out those things, man. So, um, as far as what you guys have, so you guys, are, I love the idea of creating a community and mm -hmm. a place to actually bring all these people together to live. Is it, what, what is your ultimate goal for that? Is it, is it like a, a, a farm-based community, all that type of stuff? What's your ultimate goal for that? Yeah, I think it'd be a farm-based community. Uh, maybe we've talked uh, at this point of looking at like 32 like 60 acres of land mm -hmm. and then having like a communal area where maybe we share like a kitchen and like bathhouse and then there'd be separate uh living quarters on the property so that we could still live together and share and uh have all of those sense of that that sense of community but still be able to have our space and mm -hmm. um and whatnot also looking at using the permanent living space uh to facilitate like having people come out where you can spend a week and you can learn about yeah, permaculture, yeah. Or you can learn about building 
um, sustainable structures and uh, irrigation, different things like that. You know, like we don't have all of those expertise, but we're looking to create a space where people can come and learn from mm. from all different types of sustainable living modalities. Mm. Um, Speaking of that, man, for you, who is your biggest, because you go from, I mean, people can't see you, but you went from a military background, which is very, you know, you got to get your head shaved, you got to wear a suit all the time. Now you've, you got a whole different type of transition. You have a much more, like your look is much more free. It's relaxed. Who right. is your mentor that allowed, because I, I have friends military and even though they've opted, like, it's hard for them to break from that, that discipline. And I don't think they had anybody that really in their vein might have made them feel comfortable enough to break from that kind of mindset. Do you have a mentor right. or somebody that really kind of helped you do that? I do. I have uh, uh, an older gentleman. His name is Dwayne Brown and mm -hmm. he's an amazing person. Uh, he's an, uh, an architect in Omaha, Nebraska, mm -hmm. and he's built over like 1500 structures and all of it. So wow. it's a very humble guy, but very successful. Mm -hmm. And he chooses to express himself however he sees fit. He's got more money than he knows what to do with, but he shops at Goodwill and Salvation Army. Wow. And he's just a very, just open and loving person. So I would talk to him. Uh, I've done a lot of work for him over the last few years. And I would talk to him often when we would go to lunch about, you know, my appearance and how, when I was in high school, I had dreads and I was very comfortable with it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like it, I'm more my true self. And he instantly was like, well then grow your dreads back, man. You know, oh. like, yeah. He's like, well, dude, do it, do what makes you happy. And so he's been a huge inspiration to lean more into things that make me feel authentically happy, regardless of how they look on the outside. And that's mm -hmm. another thing that I hit on earlier is I was constantly seeking external validation to tell myself that I was, you know, strong or accepted or loved. And that was how really I lost sight of myself is that I was always trying to please others. You know, I've been very boisterous and the class clown my whole life, but mm -hmm. realistically, when I'm honest, I'm more introverted and I'm more like analytical and like reserved. But I knew that if I was outspoken that I could get laughs and people would, mm -hmm. I would be feeding myself the love that I wasn't giving to myself. Wow. Yeah. 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 And so, through that process of coming to understand that and then having conversations with Dwayne, it's like, yeah, man, like, what am I, why am I holding myself back? Mm. You know, um, and really trying to slide into the groove of being okay with who I am, even when that judgment shows up, just being like, yeah, dude, that's cool. But it's not me. Like it's your stuff that you're just puking onto me. Like yeah, as long as I'm, as long as I know that I'm cool with how I look and carry myself, that should honestly be the only thing that matters. Um, what was it? What was the first feeling like of, of that? Because I, I honestly, no joke, and I don't think a lot of dudes talk about this particular thing, um, like your outward appearance to people. Because I mean, it does, it's it, it is not to not to be show, I'm not trying to be chauvinistic, but like females, definitely that's a, that's a time spent thing. It's an it's a it's a cultural thing. Most there's a care about outward appearance, whereas. It, in the male world, it goes one of two ways. If you're like a bodybuilder or in like, you know, like a GQ type model, then yeah, like you, you're kind of expected to care about what it is that you look like on the outside. But then you get like somebody who may be going like more like the naturalist route. And you would think that that person may not quote unquote care about what it is that they think about themselves or what they, how they look to the outside. But you do, I think, in general, like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's it, right. how, what was that feeling like for you to release that and then be able to be the person that you know made you feel good, but then end up having a reaction that, like you just talked about, a reaction that someone might look at you and start thinking about you and say, how do you deal with that? Like, uh, well, it's been, it's been a, a growth process, honestly. And, you know, working through and having conversations with Dwayne has really helped. But see, this is one thing that's odd about, about the mind and about wanting especially a trained mind and one that has been spending its entire existence in this physical body seeking external validation so even though i felt more comfortable in my skin this way i live in small town iowa so when i go out there's very there's very few people that look like me like they everywhere i go people are like yep that's the guy that's the dread dude um <laughs> and so even though even though I brought I'm bringing it onto myself as you could say 
like it is challenging to walk in and feel being judged and then having to like okay dude like they're from a place where if you don't look like everybody else you get picked on no big deal mm. like that's just that's just how their their mentality is and also their thoughts and their reactions around my appearance don't change how I or, and shouldn't change how I feel about myself, especially if it brings me happiness. Mm. So it's like a weird, yeah, it's a weird situation to be in to feel more comfortable like this, show up, get the judgment, and then somehow start to judge yourself to think, oh, well, maybe if I cut my hair and if I wore different clothes, then it would be different. Dude. You know, but yeah. That's all, that's all part of just like having to shut that down and coming to understand what you know your real motivations are are you doing it to try to seek some type of external validation because even negative attention is still attention yeah. you know so but that wasn't what it was for me it was just coming to be more comfortable with myself that's so huge man because i never even really correlated that uh to actually the negative attention being an attention part that you're actually trying to get anyway you know uh it's, when you think about a lot of people in life you can actually think about people who purposely do that to get the negative attention just to have that attention and now having had this conversation you wonder where that could be coming from what kind of missing piece in their life uh allowed that to happen because having talking to you which is really awesome to have someone else share that same experience it's not awesome that it happened but it's it's, it's awesome to talk to somebody that shared that same experience as a child because it does subconsciously make you really and it's so weird because it happened at such a young age that I don't even, I'm, not only did it happen to me at a young age, but then I got made fun of really, really bad growing up. Like I was bullied huge when I was younger. So it was like, I actually hit a point where I began to not be myself because I was so tired of being picked on for being myself. And I spent a long period of time like that. And then like chaos just started to ensue because I really knew that I wasn't being that part of my I wasn't being the real authentic self and just recently in these past few years I've started to bring back into my authentic self but that's why I asked you those questions because there's moments where the judgments will come back in from like externally and you know there's success on the other side that allowed me to financially sustain myself and all that stuff and then as I moved into the bar authentic self it pushed me out of that financial success and I then start, you start wondering, well, maybe if I go back to being that guy, maybe if I go back to that, I'll get back in that vein. And it's, that's probably been one of the hardest parts for me right now is trying to find that, be okay with continuing down the road that I know that ultimately makes me happy and having the faith that eventually it'll all work out. I mean, have you experienced anything where you get to that point where like, I have to work on faith? you know right yeah yeah you know at, at this point it's all i'm giving it all to faith because i know my ability to manifest um before i was aware of the word manifestation and the law of attraction and all of those uh buzzwords that we've all heard here yeah. lately um i've always manifested everything mm. and and it's through intense focus and deliberate action that I've brought it into my existence. And that's how all manifestation happens. You visualize it, you see it, you believe that it's possible, and then you just follow through and do the work. Um, and so, yeah, like from being a sponsored skateboarder, I started skating 18 months later, I was sponsored. Um, oh, yeah. I, and that was like in middle school. Uh, I went, joined the army, didn't really want to do the infantry thing, but I didn't want to do anything else. Got the opportunity to go to sniper tryouts out of 60 guys, two guys made it. I was one of them. So, I mean, like there, there was a lot of things that, and there were so many physical and emotional and all of those things that were coming up as red flags when I was going through tryouts that I could have easily quit, but I knew what my goal was. And so I don't use that to like posture because I think it's cool. It's just to show that regardless of how grueling the situation is, if you want the thing and you continue to show up, you can have the thing. It's just, I feel like a lot of times in life we quit right when we're on the cusp or even standing at the threshold of the doorway, looking in, we're like, ah, it's still pretty far away. It's like, no, keep showing up, keep showing up. You know, there's been so many breakthroughs. I just got the goosebumps, but there's been so many love that. Uh, breakthroughs. <laughs> there's been so many breakthroughs that, that have happened in the last 
I don't know, four months from just letting go and trusting. Mm. We live in an RV full time. Uh, we, we knew that we wanted to get an RV, but we weren't sure how it was going to happen. We needed $9,000 like up front. And we were like, don't know how that's going to happen. And we just gave faith to it. We found one online. I literally said that the first day that I saw it on pictures before I even saw it in person, I was like, this is our new home. And I just would visualize myself bop, 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 bop. three weeks later, boom, we have the RV. It's just interesting to hear somebody else talk about the ability to manifest the way you talk about ability to manifest. I think we all really have that ability, but understanding that it's working in both directions. Right. It's really hard to tap into the side. Like, have you ever had that moment where you've like, you've got this negative rumination. Right. And you want to flip it, but it's like when, as soon as you start to flip it, the tightness comes in and you're like, ah, how do you break through those? You know what I'm well, saying? One, yeah. One thing that's important for me and that's been working a lot lately is reframing my limiting beliefs. So there were a few times uh, while you were saying that you, that you said the term it's hard. And I used to say that a lot as well. And so where attention goes, energy flows. Mm. So if I, if I speak into existence that something is going to be hard, I'm going to find ways that it is challenging for me. So I have, tried to my my friend orion he's another mentor and like a huge big brother um not huge in terms of physical body but energetically he's yeah. huge and um he always talks about using the 180 technique mm -hmm. so for example i was addicted to porn for probably about five to seven years oh shit yeah. uh, and it really created a lot of division and unrealistic expectations and all of these things around sex and what sex was. And so I said, I told him, you know, I was like, one day we're in the car just driving. And I was like, uh, you know, I through my porn addiction, I had created a really unhealthy relationship with my penis. Mm. And he said, and he said, No, you didn't. He said, what you did is you found a really inefficient way to love yourself. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, because for men, having a physical release releases tension it releases dopamine and it has all of these um benefits in terms of chemically releasing some of the tension out of the body mm -hmm. where in nature we would be hunting and gathering and we wouldn't have that extra tension because we would be expelling it through our movement yeah 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 and so he just helped me reframe that same thing that I, basically that i said just changing the intention behind the words and it was like wow like I really did find a, a very inefficient way to love myself and because I leaned into that so hard then it made it harder for me to love others because I set unrealistic expectations and you know almost every adult relationship that I've had except for and even this one before having a, an awareness come to me there's always been this over importance of sex yeah, and man. one and wanting to do it multiple times a day and like all this, all kinds of shit. And I was just recognizing like, wow, like the sexual energy centers are very powerful and they are dominating every other system right now mm -hmm. to where I would be bitchy or moody. If I was like wanting to engage and my partner was like, no, not right now. You know, like, what is yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I swear this is something that, 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 most people who have ever been, uh, I shouldn't say that because I haven't talked to enough, but I've experienced the same type of thing being someone who was molested where porn throughout my whole life was like, it's how I learned about sex. It became my, my, my benchmark for sex. It, 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 uh, like to your point, like my relationship with my penis, I had, if I was not this like superhuman, then I must be shit. Like there was so many negative connotations that came from pornography that I don't think is talked about enough um, that really affected me just up until years, just a few years back, you know, I mean, I've been with my, my, my wife, we're not married, but we've been together for 16 years. So I call her my wife. Um, we've been living together for 16 years, except for one year that we took off. And that one year that we had a break taught me more about my relationship to myself and sex and all that stuff than anything ever could have man. And it, it's funny that you said it creates a division. It does, man. It creates the biggest division between you and your partner because you have this expectation that they're going to be this like porn star in the bedroom. 
and it's not a right. realistic thing like i think people forget that like porn is shot in a set it's shot on it's like a it's shot as a as a movie you may be seeing five scenes cut together it's not a real thing it's not real emotion real love real attachment it's such an interesting correlation man i'm really actually glad that you tapped on that because i think that's a lot of I had a woman on talk about sex and for men ourselves as something I think in the male world nowadays, especially as consciousness is shifting, which is a whole nother conversation we could have from the more male dominated to, to more of a balance that overbearing feeling of like sexual need. And then the suppression that we've had in society of the way sex is supposed to be has created this like perfect storm for especially men. I think, you know, we have to, we can't express our sexuality uh, unless we're talking about it. like, yeah, you know, man, I got that. You know, you know, you can't talk about being lovey dovey with your partner and stuff like that, which is probably what creates more, even more division. Cause you can't even have a conversation with a homie about it. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. And if you're vulnerable, not even vulnerable, but if you're just open to PDA and you like are showing your partner love and attention, people are like, Oh, you fucking pussy. Like, right? uh, you, what do you, what do you love her? Like, uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the societal shift right there, man. Like that, that's what I feel like is happening in the, in, in our, in, in our society is that that idea of like not allowing men to be vulnerable is is right. it's 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 been a dangerous thing because it's like putting a cap on a pressure cooker that that all those emotions are, are are somewhere and to your point too we're not hunting and gathering anymore you know like we go to the supermarket or you go to a farm or you go you know you're not utilizing the energies in a way that can expel them and then they get pent up and this is probably something good we can talk about from here too because you're a reiki practitioner too and I've just recently got my Reiki one certification and I've actually had some pretty wild experiences recently doing Reiki on myself. A lot of them having to do with my root chakra. Um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about how you've experienced the difference of what Reiki can do with moving energy, especially maybe for some men that you've done Reiki on. How does that work for you? So, yeah, I think that Reiki is going to be one of these uh, healing modalities that comes becomes very very popular over the next 10 years i feel like it's always kind of been um known in healing circles and, and things of that nature but for the mainstream they're kind of just waking up and uh starting to understand what reiki is and men especially um have tons of heart chakra and root chakra work that needs to be uh mm -hmm. done because for our whole lives uh like you already just touched on we've been told to suppress ourselves and um not really be outwardly expressive about even if we feel something that we want to cry about we got to just shove it down and not talk about it you know and mm -hmm. it's okay to like emotions are energy in motion and if you do not allow them to move they're going to get trapped like you said and it's going to get to a point where you have a freak out i feel like that's a large reason why a lot of men have massive heart attacks in their late 40s and early 50s mm -hmm. is because they have just been shoving so much down. It's also contributed to the standard American diet, which we could, which we could go on and on about. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's not having, even within our own family groups, a lot of time, the ability to lean on somebody. Um, it, it's very detrimental. And so doing Reiki or having a session done on you rather, um, self Reiki is amazing, but getting a session done so you can kind of just like surrender to the experience. What one thing that I've heard overall is just an overall sense of release and lightness. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, recently I wasn't doing it on on a man, but I was doing it on my cousin. My my cousin actually um, just recently overdosed uh, on fe on fentanyl. He survived, luckily. Oh God, man. Um, but his his mother my cousin was sitting and she was like shaking. And all I did was I came up with the intention. I asked her if I had permission to lay hands on her. And she said, yes, I put my hands just on her shoulders. And literally within like half of a second, it was just like, and she even, she turned around and she was like, what did you just do to me? And I, I was like, I just did some magic on you, girl. I just like super download. Reiki straight through me into her and it I mean immediately shifted her whole entire aura mm -hmm. 
Um, and so it's something that can, it's something that can be done as often as you need it. And it's a great way to unclog and move emotions that have been trapped and get things working more cohesively mm-hmm. and in a way that is synergistic for your entire system to allow you to just <sighs> let it go. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things that, that I hear is feedback is just the overall sense of lightness and yeah. like they purged a lot of a lot of stuff during the session. I typically tell people that you have 48 to 72 hours after getting a session that you could still have some stuff come up and yeah. purged and all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I think that's one thing that can be an immediate, uh, resource available to the veteran community that doesn't have to go through any type of approval in terms of like, if I wanted to host a ceremony, um, with some type of healing medicine, I'm sure I would have to get that. Oh yeah. Religious back, religious exemptions and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, um, speaking of that, have you found for yourself, uh, other than like, I mean, I don't know what other plant medicines you're into, any type of herbs that you're into. Have you utilized anything in these practices in combination with maybe say your meditation, your breath work, your, uh, uh, Reiki yoga, anything that you're doing? Uh, yeah. So, uh, nothing in terms of like plant medicines other than I've done uh, ceremonial cacao a few yeah. times paired with breath work. And that is some next level stuff. I never no thought kidding. that. That, that cacao could be so powerful it's it's amazing actually oh i gotta um, try that <laughs> yeah um but i have i have done reiki while i've been on mushrooms before um it was for like a group setting so it wasn't on just focus on an individual but i felt myself expanding and i could like see the energy moving um so i mean i kn- i knew beforehand that it was real but when you have that type of visual experience with it it was very real um, but that, that was only a one-time, uh, thing. Um, you know, and as far as plant medicines, I've, um, done mushrooms and like five different varieties, uh, LSD, I haven't done ayahuasca yet. And then, uh, DMT and, um, uh, ketamine. Ketamine was actually probably one of the heaviest experiences that I had in terms of visualization and yeah so i've been listening to a i've been listening to i know exactly what you're talking about bro <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah that's that ketamine man oh boy that t- that'll change your life for sure yeah yeah i've been listening to a book uh recently called seth speaks and um yes. it's really it's really been lifting the veil that i knew was there but it's really helping me see things a lot more clearly so much so that I've been doing therapy for about two months now through the VA. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet uh, once every two weeks, virtually uh, similar to this. And he had asked me if the person that's showing up now is my authentic self, because throughout my life, I've had some extreme changes for yeah. who I was. And so I wanted to defend myself, which is an ego based thing. And I wanted to let him know that I, the version of me now is a more authentic version of myself. But I caught myself in that thought. And then I reverse engineered all of the potential avenues I could have gone down. And I just recognized that either way, I was just trying to assert myself and let him know that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And that's all ego based. And so it allowed me to see and move into the space that I just need to be okay with myself. And he's able to think whatever he wants. Mm. And I was able to do that in a matter of like 30 seconds. So it's like allowing me to witness my thoughts and these emotions and recognize them, but not be so attached to them and not need to justify anything. Like just show up and be you. Do you find that? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say you're already it. You already are everything that you want. You just need to recognize it and forget all of the bullshit that you've been carrying. Mm. That's a hundred percent true, man. That's a hundred percent true. And do you feel too, when you like vet that, that, uh, trying to justify, like once you, once you actually just say it, that's like the moment of like actual, like deeper transformation, it lasts more than just that moment. It becomes something that like rewires the frequency and you don't think that way anymore. Have you found that? 
Right. I think that that's like the, the first step on the staircase is like gaining that awareness in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then the more that you practice that, then yes, it will start to shift and rewire the brain into just being like, hey, man, but even if he thinks whatever, that's still him. Like yeah. recognizing that everything that we see is an extension of us, our source, creative force energy that lives within us. But even going back to the ketamine situation, when I was out of my body, I still had a resemblance of me, of my energy. I can tell that it was yeah. that it was me, but I just didn't have a physical meat to, to carry me. Um, and so just coming to understand that, that you are an everlasting thing with yeah. infinite potential. Mm. Like when this physical body dies, we're not certain exactly what's going to happen, but you're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> just that piece right there. That's a huge piece to actually feel peace right there, man. That's how, that, that knowledge of just, I think a lot of people are pent up with just that idea, especially right now because of all the tension of thought. People are concerned with getting this virus, which is a whole other topic that we could go down, but it's probably better that we don't because who knows what will happen with that. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, man, I definitely think that's a huge piece is getting comfortable with the idea that like, yeah, you know, someday we're going to leave this physical body and it doesn't mean that your energy is dissipated completely. It just means that you've, 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 you've left that car at a lot to do its thing and you're going to go get a new car. You might not remember the old car, but you'll, 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 you'll drive the new car somewhere and and a new existence. And I think if people could get comfortable with that, that, that would allow them to maybe live life a little bit differently than they're currently living it. Uh, To live in fear of the life that you actually have at the moment is almost not living really, you know, and and, and I, I would hope that, people can understand that deeply is that that your fear of of just existing make you afraid of life itself and won't allow you to even live life normally and will actually turn you away from all sorts of possibilities in life you know right yeah man yeah one thing uh that i would just like people to recognize is that everything that's happening in your life is happening based on a vibrational alignment that you had just like you talked about earlier, everything good and everything bad you're creating for yourself. And so taking the responsibility back and putting it into your hands can feel paralyzing at moments because our entire lives, depending on your religious background, we've always given our power to some external thing that's going to come and save us. When we have the ability to save ourselves every moment, the only thing that we have is now and we live too much in the past and too much in the future and it robs all of the potential energy that we can have in this moment to create yeah man so just let the emotions come in try your best not to attach to them and shifting yourself into a place where you feel better and actually seeing things that create happiness in your mind you know one thing that's been really paramount for me has been a gratitude practice mm. And I do it every morning when I wake up and I've been doing it every night before I go to sleep. And (laughs) excuse me, there've been a few nights that I've been too tired and I've just crashed out. But for the most part, I spend probably five ish minutes of just laying there and going over things that I feel grateful for. And you can literally feel your body expand and the happiness (laughs) going out into everything around you. And that is creating the magnetic pull to bring more things that you can be grateful for into your life. So just remember that regardless of what's happened, you have the ability to change your mind right now. Even if five minutes ago you got in an argument and you said something and you were a dick, you can choose to send yourself and show up differently. Does that mean that other people that you are engaged with are going to accept that version of you right then? No, but you have the ability to shift into it. Mm. And if the more that you get used to shifting into it, the easier it becomes and then it's just a way of being dude that's beautiful man mm, so true oh man how can people hang out with you man find you learn more about you all that stuff so i have a personal instagram page uh it's ant art key a-n-t-a-r-t-c-h-y you can uh, follow me there uh lately i've been posting more of my life it it was just utilized as a page for my art but now it's kind of more of my life uh you can find me on facebook as well with the same name and art key just first and last name 
I'll be the only one that comes up. And then uh, the Rise and Free Tribe on both Facebook and Instagram are both uh, good ways to get a hold of me as well. Beautiful, man. Uh, I'm super grateful for you, bro. I'm actually like really grateful that I've met you because I feel like when we had the conversation on the phone that day, the first time, I met someone that I've known soul wise for probably many existences. So it's super cool to have actually connected with you, man. And I feel like somewhere along the lines we'll cross actual physical paths, um, hopefully sooner than later. Cause uh, you definitely, I resonate with so much about the way you've lived your life, the things you've gone through in your life. And it's so interesting to meet people when they have so many things that just like you share experiences with them whether it's actual been done or just things that I've wished I have done or haven't like, you know, it just is so much that we have on this common ground of understanding. And then to be able to move from a, a, a mindset into this mindset of healing and to become this wave of uh, maybe this possible third wave of light workers that are here to heal the, heal the world, man. It's something very, uh, it seems like a, like divine power draws people like you and I together, man. So I'm super grateful for everything that you're doing. That fact that we're, that we've, that we've been able to connect and whatever you're going to do in the future, man, because I can see that you've got a passion to make things better around here, not just for yourself, but for the humanity itself. So I'm super stoked, man. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to say, uh, big thanks and shout out to you for asking me to be on the podcast i'm grateful for our connection too man and i know that with rise and free and everything that, that you're doing we're definitely going to cross paths and, oh, totally and uh yeah i look forward to it man this is like again this is me just coming to realize that i had lived a very egocentric life where i was just trying to please myself and now the more that i'm showing up for myself authentically instead of showing up in a way that pleased others I'm now able to come to an understanding that helping others is really what my passions are. And uh, so I'm, I'm stoked and I'm grateful for all of it, man. Thank you. Dude. Awesome, man. So, and you helped me a lot today too, just so you know. <laughs> so that's super awesome, man. Um, I hope everybody goes out and connects with you, bro. I'm super stoked to continue and I'm looking forward to see what the rise and free tribes got to bring. Let's connect the two tribes together. And uh, yeah, man, this was awesome, dude. And I definitely, we, we could probably do this again, I think for sure, somewhere along the lines, especially as we continue to communicate with uh, the different tribes that we get going on. I feel like there's more to discuss and there'll be more to talk about down the line for sure. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm definitely open to that and I look forward to it, man. Just let me know how I can be of any assistance to you and I'm here for you guys as well. And you the man, brother. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day, dude. Thank you for doing this. And uh, I look forward to our, our, our in-person meeting someday for sure, brother. All right. Have a good one, brother. Thank you again. Later, dude. Take Later. care. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. Thank you all so much for joining me on another episode of the Longer Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that Ant and I had. Uh, a lot of fun talking with somebody else that is just vibing on so many similar vibes as you are. And uh, vibing on similar vibes. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys get what I mean. It's just a real good time talking to somebody that, you know, they understand you. And I understand Ant and I think he understands me. And it's... It, it, it's really, really awesome sharing space with other light workers and seeing the different techniques to help us understand ourselves and be, be healthier towards ourselves, which is something I learned in this podcast and really embrace who you really are. So I hope that you guys got as much benefit from Ant as I did. Um, definitely go check out all his stuff. He, he does a lot of stuff on his uh, Facebook page where uh, in the mornings he'll do some breath work, some meditation, some intention stuff. Uh, I link that up in the description. So if you want to go over to his Facebook page, give him a follow. Same thing with his Instagram page. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a link in the description for that too. Um, just click on the link and go to the website, scroll down to the support button and you'll be given some options. Or you can go to Venmo and drop a one-time donation and I'd be literally i'm super grateful for it even just a consideration so thank you if, 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 it, if you feel it in your heart and you feel a call to do so i'm over the moon about it so thank you so very much um thank you to everybody who's gone over to itunes and left reviews um if you're having issues with any of the 
finding the links if you're most people are listening on iTunes it seems like if you're having a problem finding the links just click the little details button right down in the left hand corner of the box where your uh, it shows the show notes and the title of the show and it will drop down all the rest of the details with all the links in there and you'll be able to click on those um, yeah guys I'm stoked stoked for this I'm gonna be there, there's a possibility of a different kind of episode coming up in the coming weeks, so be on the lookout for that. Um, it may involve some video, so you may be able to go watch what you normally listen to on YouTube. I'm not 100% yet, but I'm working on it, and I'm hoping to make that happen. So uh, I'm putting it out in the cosmos right now, so that way I'm hoping the, 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 the gods and the angels see that I'd like to make that work out perfectly if I could so uh, yeah uh, much love to you all hope you have a beautiful week as always thank you for joining me today and I look forward to getting you another kick-ass episode next week um, yeah much love to you all and we will see you next Monday peace <laughs>